Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. Are you listening? Damn. Hey guys, John here. So what I've got for you today is a little presentation that I recently did for my Let's Talk freelance course. And what it was about is proposal writing. And I went through seven principles of writing proposals. The whole idea is to kind of give you the art behind writing proposals as opposed to just a paint by number step by step thing, which can be valuable, but it can be hard to apply in different situations and so forth. And so I wanted to give you really sort of seven principles so that you can package them uh, and create them in different ways for all the different scenarios that you might encounter. So what I've done here for this video is I've included three of those from uh, that, that premium course uh, into this video. I'm going to cover three of the most important things that you need to pay attention to when writing your proposals, whether it's on a freelance site or, or it's a in-person presentation, whatever it is that you're doing, uh, these are the things that you want to pay attention to. So with that said, let's hop in. The second thing then is include relevant work. Now, this, again, is a, a pretty standard one. You know, you're often going to include your portfolio and things, work that you've done in the past. But the insight here and the emphasis here is on relevant work. So it would be better for you to include one or two or three pieces of relevant, highly relevant work than it would for you to include, you know, six or 10 or 20 pieces of stuff that's not really highly related to what uh, they're after. Because clients, they don't, they don't want to know that you can build everything under the sun. They just want to know if you can build their thing. And so if you're the work you include with your proposal is everything but what they're after. It's really not going to help you. And a good example from from my own career is my first client. Uh, I had a plugin that I had built. They were so they were a WordPress plugin company, and they built a membership site software. So it helped turn a WordPress blog into a membership site. And a lot of the those membership sites and the people building them wanted sort of community social network type. Uh, features to go along with their membership site. And so I had built a plugin that had some of that in there. And they saw that I had built that plugin and they were really interested in it. And one of the big reasons why I got hired is because they wanted access to that plugin plus my knowledge because I'd done a lot of research on all of the different sort of user functions and functionality inside WordPress. They wanted access to the knowledge that I had about doing that. And I ended up writing several plugins. Uh, for them that were were community based. So again, just you're going to include your work, you know that, but you want to make sure and include relevant work. And then you also want it to be your best work because you don't know what they're going to look at. So you want to make sure that everything they're looking at is your best stuff so that there's there's no letdown on anything. All right. So that's the second one. The third one then is you want to make sure and clearly tell them how you're going to help them. And in particular, you want to try to build a vision 
of what their life is going to be like after working with you. So you want to focus on benefits, so some of the things that you're, you're going to help them to do and some of the, the positive things that they're going to get. But really more than that, you, you, you kind of want to focus on problems. The analogy I always use is that if you have a thorn in your side and someone comes along and, and is giving you some pitch about well-being and, and fitness and, and how you're going to feel better with their little program and so forth, you know, that, 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 that's not really going to be what, what's on top, on the top of your mind. What's going to be top of your mind is the thorn. So if somebody else comes along and says, hey, I'll show you how to remove the thorn, you're going to go with that person first. So that's the whole idea here is you really want to try and focus on and understand what your client's problems are. A lot of times they'll they'll mention them in their projects or their proposals. So you really want to read through those and really pick out things where they sound like they're frustrated. Those are pain points. Those are going to be the things that you can, if you can demonstrate that they're not going to have to go through that anymore, that's what's really going to persuade them to hire you. So a lot of a lot of times freelancers will look at those things that, that clients write and they'll be kind of snarky and judgmental about it and like, oh, this person sounds like a joy to work with. But you have to understand, again, if you had a thorn in your side, you probably would be a little grumpy. Well, that that's kind of how they're feeling. And so you actually want to seek those things out. You want to look for them and then show them how you're going to uh, alleviate those things. Now, one of the things that I found that works really well here, <laughs> and I just made this name up, but I'm going to call it a, a visimonial, right? So it's this idea of uh, creating a vision through testimonials. And so the what we're really getting at is you want to talk about the success that others have had. Because sometimes if you you talk about yourself too much and how great you are, it can kind of come off as bragging and arrogant. And, and that's not something you ever really want to do. You always want to kind of come off as reasonable and humble and so forth. Um, and so uh, if, if you do that, it's going to make persuasion a little bit harder. And it's also going to set up a context for working with that client that could be a little bit adversarial. But with a visimonial, essentially what you're doing is you're talking about other people or other clients of yours and the success that they have. So one of the stories that I tell all the time, you may have heard this before, is my Inc. Magazine story. And I tell how the the guy who hired me from there, he had been trying to get his membership site built for almost two years, had hired a number of other developers, uh, had spent tens of thousands of dollars trying to get it done and wasn't able to get it done before he finally found me and hired me and then I was able to get his beta out the door within 30 days. So that is, it's it, again, it's somewhat talking about me, but I'm primarily focusing on the client and their problem and how I was able to help them. And I kept it real big picture, right? It doesn't have to be super detailed uh, and so forth. And that creates a vision of if someone's going through a similar experience where they're like, they've been trying to get this site built or they've been trying to get this result and struggling, and then they hear that story, they're going to relate to that part of it. And then the fact that you were able to help that person get that result that quickly, it's going to resonate with them. It's going to be compelling with them. So as much as possible, if you can use testimonials, but not just here's what the client said, use it to build a bigger vision of how you're actually going to help them solve the problems and get the benefits uh, that they're after. So that can be a really effective tool for, for doing this, for implementing this principle. Okay. Next up is demonstrating your expertise. So 
the big idea here is that demonstrations trump indicators. So what do I mean by that? Well, things like your portfolio, testimonials, ratings, all of these things are just indicators of your competence. They're not actual demonstrations. Um, whereas if you if you can do something that will specifically demonstrate what you're you're capable of, that's going to be a lot more powerful. Again, the analogy they use, and I, I just did a YouTube video on this, so some of you may have seen this, so this is a little bit of repeat of that, but I wanted to share it here as well because I think it's important. But the analogy that I like to use is if you go into a supermarket, a lot of times they'll have those little sample stands. Let's just say they have their they have a package of sausages they're they're trying to sell. It seems like every time I go into the grocery store, they're always trying to sell sausage. So <laughs> for whatever reason. So anyway, let's say they have the summer sausage that they're trying to sell, and they've cut it up into little hunks and they put it in in little cups. Now imagine if you went up there and they had that, but also next to it they had a a pamphlet. And you could read a pamphlet that told you all a bunch of information about uh, about the sausage and how it was made, testimonials from other people, ratings from sausage review sites or companies uh, or whatever. That stuff would all be, you know, it'd be useful, it'd be helpful, but you have the, 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 the sausage sitting right there for you to sample. And so all you have to do is take a bite and you'll decide then if you like it or not. So the that is a demonstration versus a pamphlet uh, of testimonials and things, which would be an indicator. And again, demonstration demonstrations are just much more powerful. In fact, the more you can try and demonstrate, you know, your your expertise, your competence, the less you're going to have to sell because it's going to be obvious that you know what you're doing. It's going to be obvious that you can help people. Now, the way that I discovered this, an example I like to use is I was, when I first got on Upwork, I was having a lot of trouble like most people do. I was running into, you know, bidding on jobs, not getting hired. I saw all the people getting hired for $5 an hour on projects and so forth. And so I was really frustrated. I got to the point where I was really, really frustrated with it. And so one day I was just going through do, bidding on jobs and so forth. And I was just kind of feeling, I was feeling a little bit nihilistic and so I just got to this one and I just kind of said, screw it. And I went on there and I just told the guy exactly what to do. I was just kind of like, look, if nobody else, if I can't have this job, nobody else can have it. And so I just told him what to do because it was kind of a simple thing. It was a smaller project. And I was just like, I'm just going to tell this guy what to do uh, and, and be done with it. So I just went on there and told him what to do. And I assumed that he was just going to take that, go do it and, and be done and never hire anybody for the project. But instead, to my surprise, he hired me to do it for him. And so that sort of taught me, it taught me a couple things. One, some clients can know exactly what to do and they still don't want to do it. Or they can know exactly what to do. That doesn't mean they know how to do it, but it also taught me the power of demonstration. And so that's kind of been my basic approach to how I get clients ever since. And, and frankly, that's also been my approach as I transitioned into teaching and, and how I get students is share openly and freely the what as much as possible. And then you sell the how. And again, to just kind of be, be frank, that's one of the big reasons why I give so much free content away on YouTube and on my blog, on my podcast and so forth is because I'm a teacher, right? That's what I, that's what I do now. That's kind of my core thing that I do now. So I just go on those platforms and teach and kind of give people, it's giving people a, a, 
a sample of that sausage. And if they like it, then I have opportunities for them to, to take more, to get more. I have more courses, premium and so forth. And that's, that's really the, the, the basic approach. And it's worked really well, well for me, both freelancing, teaching, etc. So again, the more you can demonstrate your expertise as opposed to talk about it, the easier it is for you going to be for you to sell your services for you to get hired and so forth. And so just think about that in terms of all of the different things that you might be due to marketing yourself from how you're writing your proposals to, you know, what you're doing on social media, blogging, if you're doing YouTube, any of that stuff, giving away openly and freely the what telling people what to do, and then selling the how either they don't know how to do it. They might know what to do, but they don't know how to do it or they just don't want to do it, and they're going to hire you to do it for them. All right, so that'll do it for this episode. As I mentioned, this is a little snippet from the full episode I posted on my Let's Talk Freelance course, which is a Q&A style course where you get to answer your, uh, ask your questions, and I give you answers uh, in video form. So if you're looking for a little help in that regard, then it might be something that's right for you. Anyway, you can learn how to get access to that for free at letstalkfreelance.com. All right, that'll do it. If you like this video, I'd appreciate it if you would hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll talk to you next time.